Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Before we get tonight's program, I have to share something with you because it's pretty surreal. For the first time in eight years, I actually won an argument with my wife. I was actually right about something. We were discussing. She goes, you're right. I was like, what? You're right. No way. I was like, no way. So I was all excited and I, I wrote it down on a sheet of paper. And would you believe it? I forgot where I put that sheet of paper. So I'm right about something. I wrote it down somewhere. If any of you out there is an intuitive, can remind me where I put that sheet of paper. That would be very helpful because I need to get that thing framed. And I'm also worried because being that's the first time I was right about something with an argument with my wife, it means that we're obviously going to have an alien invasion and other surreal stuff's going to happen. So I just want to put that out there. Aside from the uh, that, we have a great guest tonight. Very interesting background. She's intellectually and uh, spiritually provocative in a very kind way. A lot of great points come out during this interview. Very excited to have her. Let us begin tonight's program. Joining us now is Ms. Sherry Anchara. She is a conscious expert and a medical intuitive as well as a spiritual advisor. You can learn more about her by going to her website at sherryanchara.com. And that's A-N-S-H-A-R-A. Miss Anchara, welcome to the program. Thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here and looking forward to all of what unfolds. Oh, we'll see what happens. I told you before the show began that we were going to have uh, a chaotic time, so let's let the chaos begin. You have quite the background, quite an interesting yes. background. So I do, I do. Let's just say it this way. When you're having a conversation with a typical person, what would you say would be the three things about you that well, I would just say stand out that uh, most people don't, don't have or don't experience? Well, I would say that one of the best things, if I was having a conversation with someone emotional, I would know that they're living in the past and that they are quite afraid. And so I stay Neo, that is quantum physics in action, non-emotional observer. And I listen through my heart and body. I don't hear through the computer ears because that would be a filter of my past. So I really listen to what it is they're saying. And, and, I, don't, and I would say the other is I don't take it personal ever. Most people get pretty upset. They get pretty upset. But when we were talking last night, you just mentioned that you you have this ability to see other beings. That you said that you have a are they, are they extraterrestrial beings? Are they spiritual beings? And why do you why are you able to see them? <laughs> 
Be well, I would say it's because I don't have any fear. And so I don't know what spiritual beings mean or I don't know what well, extraterrestrial like astral be- plane beings, things that most people yeah. typically see because you people look up and say, Okay, well there's a sky there, but then you say, Well, okay, well I'm also seeing uh, entities that don't seem like they're human or don't seem like they're a part of this world and what I'm seeing most people can't see. Exactly, they can't, but I've been able to see it since I was a little girl. And I would tell my mother when I was three years old in the olden days that, you know, look at the lights around people or the right lights around animals or plants. And she'd say, there are no lights. And i go, yes, there is. So in metaphysics, they would call it aura. You know, in medicine, they call it bioenergy because you know, they have to own it. In science, they call it electromagnetic. And so what prevents us from what I call realizing with realize, it's because of all the fears of dualities, belief systems, the BS programs that get imprinted in us from the minute the sperm hits the egg. And it gets imprinted and we get affected and we get effected and then we get infected. And because I never had much about fear, I was always more curious and so I know now that it's about resonance. It's not about frequency and vibration. It's about resonance. So mean? I never really it's, resonated it's, to fear, and that's why I can see them and have conversations. So wait, resonant is that what? How, how would you describe? It? Does that mean like you adapt something? You you give power to something? Like your energy or frequency to something? Like how does it? What's the difference between no? I I no no no. I never give my power away ever. Not to anybody. Not even a human. Because our power is really that the life in us, not force. You know, in Star Wars, it's force, force, force. And they keep fighting the same darn war. So I teach people in non-duality to be of it, not in it. So resonance is that we're on the same wavelength. So resonance is actually the creator from the inside out of frequency and vibration. And so I love learning, not as a lesson. Man, I'm so sick of those duality lessons, karma, you, reincarnation program. Wait, I need to pause you right there because I know that I'm – because I think I'm, I understand or grasping what you're saying. But uh, listeners, I want to make sure they get an idea. Can you please explain the difference between duality and non-duality? Okay, duality are the belief systems of limitation. They are the belief systems of limitation. They are the belief systems that prevent us, that are imprinted in our bodies, to be less than, to sacrifice, to suffer. That's the good and bad, high and low. This way or my way is the highway. And belief systems have actually trapped people in this matrix of opposition and separation first from inside themselves. So I teach people with practical tools to be of it, not in it. And it and that's by being Neo. And it their businesses flourish, their relationships flourish. So duality are all of those limiting programs. So can I give you a real simple example? Sure. Years ago when I was in the corporate world, I heard all these motivational speakers. I'm not judging them. The sky's the limit. And I would sit there and I'm going, that is the biggest BS I've ever heard. Let's go outside and look in the sky. I actually had a speaker once after me that changed their PowerPoint because I got up there and said, where? Go outside. Look in the sky. Look in the Where's the limit? What do you mean? But that is how insidious 
and here's another one. Your family has it, you're going to get it. That is like ridiculous. You are a unique individual, and you have the right to be healthy and happy, but you have to create that yourself by not being in it. So I am not in it. I am of it. And when you do that, you change your resonance, and you are able to see, realize with realize, and you're able to connect and not be afraid. Are there some goofy people out there? Are there goofy ETs out there? Of course they are because they're running duality programs. And they're running, they're, you know, like this one's fighting that one and this one's fight. Tell me, where is it different in the universe? So this universe is lovely, but it's still duality-based. You know, the Pleiadians are fighting this one or the Cirrus Beatons are fighting this one or the whatever. So you, are so, you saying that, based on what you're saying, that other beings across galaxies are just as nuts as human beings are? except the ones that are out of this universe, out of duality and more multiversal, and that they are extraordinary beings. Well, how do you come in contact with those beings? I want to meet those beings. I'm tired of the duality beings, and I'm sure some people out there are, and the audience (laughs) is tired of me hearing saying, oh, God, I'm not going to do another rant about how I want the world to explode. I won't. I promise my listeners that. But how do we meet these, uh, these beings out of duality? By being conscious, not belief systems, but by being fully conscious and fully aware, fully in your own power, which is not force. That's war, force, force, force. And, and, and by knowing who you are. And you know what? It just opens up. It opens up. I mean, people that come to my class, you know, now you're talking about classes, but they come to classes or they come from me around the country and even around the world. And as we begin to articulate in a different language, I teach wordology is your biology. So if you're running a biology of fear and fear, God, please, your listeners, fear is not false evidence appearing real. Who says that? Ridiculous. I call that the stupid gene not judgmental, but it's a stupid gene. So in that idea of limitations, your resonance is not very expanded. And in duality, it's high and low, your higher self, your lower self. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. You are yourself. There is no higher. But there is, when you analyze, tell me what's the first four, five, and eight, four letters of analyze is anal. And in duality, our crowns are up our first chakra, formerly known as the assets that are working for us. And so it's really hard to focus when your head's up your patootie. And so I I, use a lot of humor. Huh? I think so. Yes, for sure. And so when you are powerful, this is not force again, and you know who you are, and that's what I teach people, to know who they are through this Anshara method of accelerated healing and abundance. The abundance is this plethora. We're not the only game in town. But, oh, my gosh, we have, see, I call it the difference between the childish adult ego. Mine, mine, this is my planet, this is my space, me, 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 me. But when you are centered in self, you your resonance changes and then you really start using the law of attraction than what we were taught, which is really the law of distraction. And the law of attraction we've been taught, we've been taught to fail or have it, lose it, have it, lose it. 
And so knowing that well myself, believe me, that's how I teach what I teach because I went through it. It's experience is the best teacher. So would you like to do that? People come to my um, center all the time because they are able to connect because they start losing their fear. And when you don't have fear for something, you are willing. Now, here's a paradigm chest for your, with your listeners. People say, I'm ready. I'm ready. You're not ready. Get out of town. When people come to me and say, I'm ready, I go, ready for what? You have to be willing. You have to be willing to get out of your belief systems. And that's not less necessarily your comfort zone. I don't know what a comfort zone is. Is that your head you know, up your patootie? Or are you willing to be the explorer of your life? So can I tell what, how how did I get on your show tonight? You randomly called me. Yes. I have to tell you something, it's pretty cool. Miss Unshire called me last night. And I didn't even know who I was calling, did I? Yeah. Nope. I picked up the call. And then then I was like, you know, okay, this is going to work. I have to tell you, because some people have listened to the show. They're like, well, how do things happen with the show? How do they guess? It's all driven by intuition. Things happen. And it just kind of, it just kind of, ma- the show kind of just manifests. It just happens. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't, there's, there's no rhyme or rhythm to it. It just happens. It just feel like whatever, whatever consciousness or direction the show goes and it goes. And it, it just happens. So this is where we are right now. Isn't this the coolest? And this is being willing. And I'm not kidding you. When I called, I had no idea who I was calling. I didn't even know. But I was going through, I was multitasking, as I usually do, and I was working. And and my assistant was here, and we were working away, working away. And I started cleaning out some of the emails, out of, you know, three emails I have. And I was cle- And all of a sudden, this email popped up, and it said something about blah, blah, blah. And there was a phone number, and it said, call. So I called. <laughs> And you answered. Yeah. Hey, you answered my call. Some t- that's and this is rare because a lot of people when they call they're like, oh my god, oh you know, just upset. And you were like happy to call. So I'm like, wait a second, somebody, this person sounds happy to be talking to me. So let's see, let's see where this goes. But uh, <laughs> I want to go back to a couple <laughs> points that you made before. Okay, you're talking about duality, non-duality. So you are, let's say for example, the idea that you are a spirit in a body, and within that physical body. Whether we want to believe it or not, there are these laws called gravity, and there are certain things where you can't do. You could say, listen, I am I, I don't weigh anything, yet if you jump off a cliff, gravity will pull you down, regardless of how much faith you don't have in gravity. So how do you become infinite, have that infinite uh, you know, non-duality, yet be limited in a physical body because I think there are limitations within the physical body. I'm sure that maybe if you are incredibly conscious, you can you know, bypass or you know, be above some of the things. But it seems that the rule of gravity apply because I see them apply to planetary systems. There's gravitational pulls between planets. There's gravitational pulls uh, all throughout the universe. We've got black holes. And those seem to be supremely large mass quantities of energy that's, that's happening, yet they seem to be bound by law. So how do we engage this non-duality mentality, this non-duality aspect of our lives while being bound into a physical body uh, and a physical universe. Because you're not bound. And that's the tools I teach. I can bilocate. I do it with my clients all the time because I teach people how to do this. And actually, in our upcoming months and year, I'm going to uh, train people to be facilitators and train the trainers eventually. That's what I'm working so, on. Say, bilocators, and, what does that mean? 
okay, um, I'll give an example. I was working with a client in Connecticut, and her sister called, and she was in the transition because I've assisted people to transition. And so I said, oh, it's so beautiful outside your window, and I can see this, this, and this. And she said, how can you do that? How do you know that? You're not here. You're in Arizona. Because we have the ability to project. And so you, you, you're you not limited by this body. And we're not just spiritual beings having a human experience. I don't know who came up with that, but that is like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. Really? Oh, <laughs> we are beings regardless of what form we're in. You know, it, when, when this physical body transitions, there's so many grams. I can't remember. It goes with you. That's all of you going with you, all your cellular experiences. And so I'm going to throw this out. To get rid of these limitations, there's no such thing as a past life. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Past lives. Now, wait, 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 wait. Oh, let me finish. We are a continuum, and it's going on right here, right now, in the moment, in the moment. So when we're told live in the now, what if your now is based on then, then you're stuck then. And so I teach people how to be in the moment. So as an intuitive, they'll say, what's my future? Tell me your past. It's the same old, same old BS. So I will actually say this on the air. 30 of my clients, oh, they invented Google and Wikipedia for me. I have actually found them on Google in other times because out of their field, because they were ready and willing, 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 the information came out. I see it like a movie. And, um, and it's incredible. It's like watching a movie. See, that's what psycho. Oh, I better not say that. That is what readers do, but which they interpret. So I never, ever interpret the information because if I interpret it, then I'm filtering. I'm not going to filter. So I provide information to my clients and say, "This is the information. Take it or leave it. What would you like to do with it? Why are you, you know Why are you letting it? Can't change the what? You get to the why." And so, twenty nine of my clients. I have found incredible information that they were willing to give up, and then we found them. And whether they were male or female, they looked quite a bit the same. All right. I want to come back to that and, willing question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, I want to come back to that willing question. But when it comes to being in the now, let's say moment. Example, being in the moment. So somebody focused their time and energy in the past. Some of them focus mm-hmm. their time and energy in the present. Some of them will focus their time and energy in the future. If we are all one collective conscious being and time is an illusion, what is the comparable difference between what is the true now and what is the, the past if everyone has a perception about it differently? If you focus your time and energy on the you know, perceived past and linear time and the future and perceived linear time, is that all not one part of the same um, no. field? Okay, why is that? Yep. Because we've been taught oneness, and that's a BS program. Oh, God, I hope your audience oneness? don't start doing I love it. I, I love it. Don't. Take down every sacred cow you must. I love it. Yay! I love taking down the sacred cows. Me Woo! too. And so in the idea of oneness, it says we're all the same. That is so BS. Thank God. Because in oneness, we are not being able to be, guess what I teach? I teach allness. Allness. And that's why I'm not afraid, and that's why I can connect. Because in allness... We are connected. I call it in heartness, 
allness and connectedness. And when we are connected in that allness, there's no reason for separation. There's no reason for comparison. We can get rid of the tape measure or the yardstick that we have to stick over our head or stick up our butt, that first chakra. See, I do not teach seven chakras because that's all duality. 13 chakras. I saw 13 chakras. That's, that's like a lot more chakras yeah. to worry about. Yeah, because a chakra just means a Sanskrit word, word means circle. It can be a circle of anal retentive or one that's expansive. So I teach people how to utilize their energy. And there's confusion about energy. Really, it's just a byproduct. That's all energy is. It's a byproduct. And so is poop a byproduct. So energy is a byproduct of either our anal retentive belief systems. My God's better than your God. My way's the highway. You know, I'm the whatever. Or it's in the idea when you are in allness, you are, you are willing to look at things realized with realized. You are willing to look at the more instead of the less. All right. I have to go. I have to ask you to, to say, for example, that we have – I've never met you before. I've, I don't know anything about this, and I'm just somebody who's kind of like bobbing around in the, in the human matrix. How would you explain this to somebody who doesn't know anything about this, who has no idea, never delved into anything beyond, let's say, for example, the metabolism of organized religion? How would you explain that concept? Okay. What I ask them – is the difference. See, psychology, psychiatry, and medicine teach you that feelings and emotions are the same. They are not. They are absolutely, positively not the same. Emotions in the computer brain is what we allow in the left brain to the right side, male side, recreate, recreate, recreate. Those are the patterns that do well. That sideways figure eight, you know, called infinity, BS, 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 because energy does not travel that way. So what I will ask them if they, you know, they are a little bit of afraid because they're afraid of themselves, I will ask them, tell me, how do you, I, I will ask them, what do you like? And you know what they tell me? What they don't like. So I listen to their vocabulary. If they're telling me what they don't like, Absolutely, 100%, they're caught in the matrix of duality because we are not taught to say what we like or else we're going to be selfish, which is ridiculous, or we're going to be self-centered. No, it's centered in self with non-duality. And so that gives me a clear picture. When my clients fill out the intake sheet, I don't care if it's cancer, depression, anxiety, it's all the same. It's how they internalized their belief systems. I mean, I've worked with people with stage four cancer. They got rid of it. I've worked with people that were diagnosed so how with learning disabilities. Is it, um, what, what are they tapping into that they're able to, to get rid of something? Their own self. They're okay. tapping into their own multidimensional self. They're tapping their own multidimensional self. So for say, for example, you're in touch with your, 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 yourself and you, you have that mm-hmm. connection and your illusion of the physical reality is kind of transcending. Don't you still have to contend with a body that has had maybe years or a lot of intensive programming, and now you have to go completely against that. Can you reprogram the body, reprogram the cells by having access mm-hmm. to this new information? And is the body not part we, of the same byproduct of yeah. the consciousness? Yeah, we don't reprogram, we unprogram. Okay. And they do it themselves. That's what I call the aha or the boo da. 
<laughs> they feel it. They'll, they feel it, and they'll say, oh, oh, my God, this is where the the metaphysical community says it's the light body. The light body just means that those thick, snotty, gelatinous, goopy molecules of emotion that Candace Pert, the scientist, wrote about, they're thick, snotty, gelatinous, and that's what I can see in the body. So I've assisted people to get rid of brain tumors and cancer and depression, even off of crystal meth, because underneath all that programming of duality is their clear beingness. So how do I do that? Is by listening to their language, to their wordology, is their biology, and then I can tell you when they picked it up. You know, is it going to happen in an hour or two hours? No. It's a progressive process. When I hear the metaphysical community or anyone say it's a process, no, it isn't. You've got to progressively process, and that's the language. I listen deeply to their language. And when they start freeing themselves, my last book a year ago was called The Intelligence Code. And by the way, they can get it on Amazon Kindle for 10 bucks, and it went number one in six countries. But it was 14 of my clients who wrote the book. I asked them if I could interview them, and they wrote their own chapters of how I taught them. There's CEOs in there. There's doctors in there. There's a hairdresser in there because we're all individual, unique people. And so we are not the same. We are unique. And when people say, what's my purpose? I go, which one? There's no one purpose, but one great purpose is to live your life. Live it, not exist in it. Not ha- and duality is existence. That's why so many people, including myself, going, geez, I can't wait to get the hell off here. And what do they do? Zippo. I just assisted someone to transition, five hours of transitioning with their family, and before the person left, he said, I'll be back. I said, yep, you and Arnold, of course you will. You're in duality. All right, so we need to come back to something you said earlier. You said there are no past lives. So how does that how does that plug into it? Because if you are infinite, you're an infinite being. You're maybe mm-hmm. one of an infinite part of the expression of the so-called creator, if you want to call it that. God, in you know the NLP, all the source, if you want to call that. And you are evolving, and you have all these experiences. Do these experiences not continue to progress from lifetime to uh, lifetime as you take on a different expression expression of that force or that um, uh, you know that spirit life form? And why would you not take a piece of you, personality or previous experience from a previous existence in a physical form with you? Okay, I'll, I'm going to answer a whole bunch of answers at once okay. in, in in segments. Okay, I'm not saying there's not experiences. But they are in your body in this moment. That's how I'm able that names come out. We look it up, and that was an experience. So I've had somebody say, I don't believe in past lives. I go, were you seven years old? Were you eight years old? Were you ten years old? That's past life in this lifetime. It's experiences, and it lives in the body. So many people that have an affinity for something, we discover that perhaps in another experience called the lifetime. See, that's why I don't do regressions. I do even like the word regression. So what I call it is accessing your time continuum. Doesn't that sound like more fun and more plausible? And so it's going on. So, so you know why? So when I've assisted many people to leave, and where you leave is where you pick up. 
so if you lead miserable and hateful, you will get up there wherever up is down sideways, and you will write a script to make it worse. I'll give you an example. One of my clients had been tremendously sexually abused, and did, she did all kinds of stuff to assist people. And one day she called me and she goes, why was I sexually abused? I said, go in your body and let's figure it out. And, and the next day she called me, she said, Sherry, I did exactly what you did, it said for me to do, and I found out that in my previous incarnation, if you want to call it, but it's really a time continuum, she said, I was this horrific so where you leave is where you pick up. It's called God's going to punish you program, and you are the God. I'm not saying that the, <laughs> I teach people how to be God, not a God, but be the God. So it says we are made in God's image. All right. So I ask you, then why are we less? That was the dumbest thing I ever heard. And I remember being six years old, being incredibly conscious at even three, and, and this priest said, you're all born to die. And I raised my little hand and said, why show up and got in trouble? Awesome. <laughs> Here you are, six years old, rebelling even then. Oh, at three? Are you kidding me? And so I, when I got here, I'm going, you've got to be kidding. What am I doing here? And so we, I am now teaching classes on how to become human. It's called humanness, um, and eventually there will be an online course because we have to step up, not as a race, but as a collective of conscious beings called humans because we do things, kill people, collateral damage, all in the name of this, I don't know what God means. We are made God's, and so I'm going to ask you, yes. what did God do in the beginning? What did God do in the beginning? What did God do in the beginning? I don't know. Cre I, I, I have to, well, actually, no, wait, wait. I do have the answer. Mm -hmm. God decided that I'm going to be a very mediocre being, and hence humanity was born. No, that is not the truth, but it sounds not, good. I like your version. I, I, yeah, I, I have to tell you, I am not a fan of God, and I've let people know about that. I just say – because I really – one of my goals and purposes is I want to break away from the source. I want to become a competitive source so source will have to do better because I don't – I'm not very – I'm not satisfied at all with this world. And I feel that collectively speaking, the, the quote-unquote source can do a lot better than this. This pain, this suffering, the, this, this terrible things that happen, I think it's, it's insane. And it is. Any, it's any the being that would allow that to happen – I think it deserves to, to have its ass handed to it. Yes, so, well, come out and take my classes, and you'll find out that you are God. Not a God, but you are the God source. You are that. But, and that you can, can create your life consciously. If I have a God source, then what happens? That everyone's going to have to follow my will or something? How does that happen? Does that no! Happen? I have no followers. We okay. walk together or have a good time. We play. No followers. I once saw this fabulous, fabulous bumper sticker, and it said, when the, lead, when the followers lead, the leaders will follow. You don't have to follow. You have got to follow your heart. And I follow my heart. How do you think we're having this conversation? If I didn't follow my heart, I was needy up in the in projects I'm working on and homework for things that I'm doing. And I, and I was going crazy and, and laughing to myself because I do <laughs> Time. And, I, and this email came up. And so and Myrna, she was laughing. She goes, I can't believe it. And she was in the other office, and she could hear me laughing and talking with you. And she goes, oh, my God, only Sherry would do that. 
knee-deep in what I call work or the stuff that we have to do, and yours came up, and I follow my heart. I trust my intuition, which means into it at my ion level. I do not follow my computer brain. And I'm, I'm going to give you a really quick example. Okay. In 1991, in my third near-death experience, I was 15 feet underwater. Wait, you, had, upside- you have four near-death experiences. We're going to come to that in a minute, so please. Okay. But anyway, and so I... I do not follow my brain, because actually my brain is out of place in the cranium. I studied at the University of Arizona for a week to figure out how I could do this, recommended by a Harvard doctor that we've worked with for, you you know, going on and on. But the thing is, when people become clear that they are a unique conscious being, this is what I call it, involved conscious evolutionary revolutionary so i ask everybody join my movement and let me let's be involved conscious evolutionary revolutionaries and so when you do that you begin to step into your own power which is not force force is star wars force is my god's bed and your god force is you're going to do it my way or i'll kill you and my God, does it, does it matter whether Vlad the Impaler was impaling people or the Romans were, you know, crucifying people or, or the Nazis were gassing people? In the name of God in force, we give ourselves permission to have collateral damage. That is absurd and that's duality. Jeez. Well, <laughs> I want to ask you what happened during your near-death experiences? What information did you gain from that? Well, all that I've been, been teaching for over 26 years from that third one, um, what I be, my first one was at three. And what I encountered were these incredible beings. I'm not calling them angels because angel just means messenger. And there weren't even any angels until defined in the Middle Ages and they built a cult around angels. Now, I'm not wrong in it. I'm not a fan of angels either. So, sorry, you know, so I don't even know what that means. Ang- angel means messenger. Split that word up, it means a mess of anger. So... <laughs> So in one of the near deaths, I met what I call these 12 beings. They're fabulous. So I call them, I should be in New York. I call them the wise guys. I call them the 12 wise guys. That's what I write about in my book, the 12 wise guys. But (laughs) isn't that funny? That's awesome. Isn't that hilarious? Hey, over here, Sherry. What's going on? They're talking Italian too? Yeah, they talk Italian. They talk New York. You know, they talk New York. (laughs) And so I love it. And so, oh, God, I'm a New Yorker at heart is the problem. And so I just, we have these conversations. But I will tell you, some of them that ask me, tell us about duality. I go, what do I look like a radio show? This is what they, because they don't get it. So when you have hung around with beings that are non-dualistic, I don't care what you call them, it is so freeing because guess what? You don't have to say, I don't get along with my husband. I don't get along with my wife. I hate my job. I hate my boss. You send out all that hate, and that is about as dualistic as you can be. It doesn't mean kumbaya. You have to love everybody. See, what, it, what I'll tell you, the word that it, it's through 
passes quote unconditional love, which you know has conditions, this well they're the two words. This is the best thing that I learned in all of my experiences is total acceptance. Let that resonate with you. Total acceptance. Of what? Totally of of you. Of, of me. Yes. Of just what the it, way it, the world is? But not in this dual, dualistic world. There's always the caveats. I totally accept you if. That means I <laughs> again. But when you have that resonance of total acceptance, then you're not thinky-thinking, and you don't have to tell your story. Duality is just story-based, and then this happened, and that happened, and that happened, and this person did this to me. And I mean, duality is like the most outrageous victim, victimizer programs in every way, shape, or form. Somebody did it to me. You wrote them in your script. Wow. Well, let me ask you um, well, there's two questions. When you died and you had this near the experiences, did did you become fully conscious? Of this did you become a one with source to become aware that you were source of the and all? I, I became I became allness with everybody okay. and everything. I became allness, and it was fabulous. And that was total acceptance, and it was it is a resonance, and so that's why I encountered this one being, whatever you want to call it, and this being said to me. You know, you signed a contract. I go, what contract? What are you, crazy? <laughs> and I was dropping my New York language, you know, that longshoreman use. And so <laughs> I went, <laughs> got it? And so he said, there are no healers on your planet. So everybody wake up. There are no healers. But everybody's a healer of themselves. And he said, we're going to share information. You're going to bring up information from your own experiences that you will teach people how to heal themselves. And by God, that's what I've been doing. Okay, so this is no by your God or my God, because you are God and I'm God. I just recognize that. But it's not a God that is made up of duality uh, uh, ramifications or duality um, well, resumes. But can you break out of that? Can you decide as being all one and say, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split up in a couple of places? Mm-hmm. Oh sure, I teach people all the time to do that. Well, that's what I mean. That, that's I have to say. That's that's my goal. I really, I'm going to become when I die, when I become fully aware, become this being known as. No, person. no, become fully aware while you are alive in this body. I don't don't know. wait to die. Is it possible? Because I, I want to know the difference. This is the question. Okay, um, okay. So when you die and you come to this realization that you are the the, the source, okay, that's amazing, but. How do you get to that point of – what's the difference between having that point of awareness when you are dead and having so aware of everything compared to when you were alive? How, I mean don't you have to have some kind of limitations because being the fact that you are in a physical body and let's say, for example, your brain, theoretically speaking, cannot process infinity within the confines of its physical structure? Am I, am I going wrong with that? I mean I imagine that the, the spirit occupying the physical matter within you, the duality of who you are – sorry, the, the being of who you are probably has that. But the – physical limitation of your brain does that not hinder you from experiencing the totality of becoming source in the physical body nope because i'm in charge of my brain my brain does not control me that's what i teach that's okay. the beauty of it well then if you're already there and you're can you can you start making some changes in this world because if you're already there we got a lot of people that are on this planet is there any way you can kind of snap your fingers and get some of them off 
off the planet. Well, please. I'm like, you know what? I don't mean to be like, you know what? I have this. I'm, I'm asking on my behalf. And if anyone else feels the same way, I'm sure they do. But just well, just, just when you begin people. to recognize uh, beings on this planet that are not being supported, you know what? There's more of us than there are of them. Really? Get oh, out of here! God. No, I'm not oh, getting wait. out of here. You get out of here! <laughs> I can't! I can't believe it. You want to know why? This is my. This is, I have one word answer for that. All right. I'm sorry for those of you who are part of this generation, but the millennial generation. If you're a millennial, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say it. There's, they outnumber us, and they're they're eating Tide. They're eating Tide detergent. I, no. And really. who do you suppose taught them? I I didn't. They, back in the day, I used to. I was a part of the generation that would watch cartoons, and they we didn't have to have warnings that said, "Listen, don't play with dynamite." We kind of knew. And now we've got <laughs> celebrities doing PSA saying, "Don't eat detergent." It's a it's a common sense. I wonder if it's part of the species or something. But well, there's a lot. I think there are more of them. Well, I'm 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 not talking about the millennials. I actually oh. personally I love the millennials. I've waited for them for so long because they're, <laughs> they're we have because we have to make the shift. And part of my um, goals and tensions is to support the millennials to be more conscious because. A lot of our issues, I'm not telling your audience, you know, get over it. The 1950s was the screwiest, most stupid gene, generational crapola. And when I was a kid, oh my God, I couldn't stand it. I said, I didn't know they were selling products, but I knew they were selling some sort of BS. And they made all these rules. And I couldn't abide by them because I thought they were stupid. So I ran a good little girl program. Yes, that was really good. But inside I'm going, this is so stupid. I don't know any family that lives this. And then it got even screwier in the 60s. And, and then it was tune out and turn on Timothy Leary. And they were looking, you know, for, you know, ayahuasca or cocaine or heroin to make them, uh, you know, whatever they thought it was going to be. So I am the practical application of consciousness. And it has made the difference for many of my clients that we become friends that 14 of them would step up and write their own chapter. And in two of the chapters, it says quantum sex and quantum relationships. Quantum and this is not a sex, sex manual. This wow. is not. Yes. Yes. That, uh... And because of all, because we came here in this physical body to have physical experiences and not to be, um, not to be programmed, but the powers that, I mean, the forces that be that we can see and not see that are really duality-based to control and manipulate, they pretend and people follow them. I show people how to be a leader. I'm not talking about in corporate America. I'm not talking about rah, 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 sis, boom, bah, because motivation is just ridiculous to me. And, you know, motivation lasts in the cells at least 24 hours, give it the max. But teaching people skills, tools, so they can become themselves and do what it is that they would like to do. Because if we're made in God's image, we came here to create. So if we came here to create consciously, why would we create all this BS or bullshit programs? I don't know, I guess a couple questions have popped in my mind since this Good. began is this. Okay, so let's come back to the idea that uh, all 
beings are, are one. We are. Uh, is that uh, is that an incorrect assessment that we're all part of? They're all one collective conscious being. No, we are not. Okay, we are good. unique. Good. Okay, so we're unique, but I mean, but we're all connected. So is it connected? Are we connected because we are all part of the same resonance that evolved from the same one collective being? No. Okay, this is the thing I'm having a hard time grasping, and that's okay. Um, all right, so you and I were in the physical. We are currently in the in the um, in the form of a human being, okay, mm-hmm. as of right now, in the present moment. But who knows what's going to happen years from now? But as of right now, we are in this human form, creating, doing about things. We have other humans mm-hmm. that are out there doing this. Now, all those other humans that are out there that may just, that may be quote unquote evil. Are they part of a being that is known that it comes from source? I'm trying. I know it's very. It's a. It's a complex thing. I'm trying to gauge, but no, it's are, not are, complex. Right. Are, are all physical? Are all beings in a, that are taking on the physical form all eventually coming back to the same being known as source? The one being known as source. No, I don't believe in a one being source. Source is creativity. Source is unending. You cannot not create. Okay. And that's what I'm showing people how to be source without being a god. Okay, so we don't have, according to you, are we just um, are, are we a god taking on the physical form, taking on a physical body? We and do we? Is there a, a god that would be above us? That one that would judge us? Is there an all powerful? No, god? no! Okay. you judge yourself if you're made in God's image. We judge ourselves. So we, it's called the setup. Read my first book, the setup. We will set ourselves up through some sort of experience that we're being punished. Oh, it's well, a made-up story. Well, it's why, hung up. Why do why? animals suffer then? Why do animals have to suffer the way they do? Why, why, why does that happen? You know why they suffer? Because humans make them suffer. They cage them. They beat them. Yeah. They eat them. They do all that stuff. They don't have to do that. Because in the duality human they are very egotistical, and they think they're the smartest, and they're actually the dumbest. They have the dumb gene, the stupid gene, and that's why I get so excited about freeing people. And I have, and they've loved me for it, you know, and it's been wonderful. So that's why I get referrals from doctors and um, functional medicine doctors well, mostly. But then, hmm? why do the animals have to take on the form? Why do the, why do the spirit become take on the form of an animal to to go through that? Why do they? Why do the animals go through that? Hell, allow themselves. Why would the animals not evolve themselves to become more fierce and become powerful? Because I have to tell you, it's one of the things I am really looking forward to. Is I'm looking forward to. Uh, pigs, and I'm looking forward to other animals becoming stronger, more powerful, where they're going to start preying on these human bastards that, that torture them, and I can't wait to see the pie. Oh, I, I'm listen, I'm still with you on that, that. But, it, but to get humans, they don't have to do that. As a little kid born in the olden days, I could not eat meat because I could smell the pain, okay. and I couldn't do it. And of course, back in the Midwest, you were eating meat and potato people. I couldn't do it. And so... We have more than enough, and our big problem in duality is there's not enough, there's more than enough, and we do not have to torture it. You know, and I'm, there, there is a man out there that owns a, a, a and I'm going to say it, I don't even care, he owns a franchise, and he's a big, fat pig, and I'm saying this to your audience, he goes out and kills elephants and rhinos, and he's the biggest, fattest, now it's going to sound like I'm judgmental, 
he these are subhuman scum on the planet they're not human they are not human i'm telling your audiences i am going out of my incredible box if i ever had one and they are subhuman there's more than just the third dimension here so what are they coming from are they um are they driven by a, a demonic entity and are they driven by an outworldly entity and the next well I, I well it's more than just one and and they're coming in because they're feed they're food they're like the McDonald's of and so when we feed off of each other's fear mm-hmm. which some people do if you call them people and that lowers that resonance and so we have to you know what I I'm so grateful to be on this because this is my bandwagon is to assist people to become conscious within themselves. And the more conscious you become, the more clearly conscious, aware you are of life on this planet in the different forms. And there is room for everyone and everything. But duality is based on death, based on killing, based on doing it over and over again. And the, uh, God punishes you. That is the karma, lessons, and reincarnation. Those three words mean the same thing. It's called do-over. Jeez. And duality is an addictive resonance. And when people buy into that, and who are the worst control and manipulators? The addict. I don't care what the addict is. And we get addicted addicted to the childish adult ego, the survivalist within us, and we get addicted to experiencing, not feeling, but experiencing in our thinky-thinky, the pain. Everything about it. Now, we've got to show a program on there. I've never watched it, but it's called The Survivalist or whatever heck they do. Now, wait a minute. They're out and they're naked and they're suffering and they've got bites all over them. Yeah, they have, well, a, cam- the they have a camera guy yes! who just give them a sandwich right away. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? Are you people? That, that's the stupid gene. I'm telling you. And I'm assisting people to get rid of their stupid okay, genes. so the stupid gene. You said there's more of us. I think there's a lot of stupid genes. Okay, and, yeah, and, there are. And, and I'm going to come back to this millennial thing because listen, I know that we have some people that are listening to millennials, but I have to say something to the millennial generation that makes me crazy. I don't think they have any grit whatsoever. The, I, I think that you need to be a little tough and a little resilient in this crazy world. And I know this idea that you know this old school toughness that we think about modern masculinity. You got to be tough. You can't show your emotions. I think you, absolutely you can be tough, show emotions, but. Have to be a little resilient. I think it's not just the millennials; it's also other generations. I think the world, collectively speaking, is losing its resilience. It's losing its grit, and you got to be a little tough for this stuff. Because you said you have to be willing, and you got to be willing to go through this. Don't you have to have some kind of, um, you know, inner spiritual no. toughness? No, 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 no. You don't have to be willing to go through the programming. That's what I teach people: but is to be willing to be conscious, not oh, okay. willing to be in the program. But willing to be conscious this doesn't that require you know the ability to step away from the fear? Yes, okay. that's what I do. I teach people to get out of the fear and explain what fear is. And that is, and it's brilliant. And there's only three fears on this planet. It's in my book, the first book that I just rewrote, and I'm getting ready to publish well, a new version of it four times. Pardon? What are the three fears? Judgment, lack, and takeaway. That's Judgment. it. You judge yourself, you lack something, and you take it away from yourself. 
and then we become victims. And then we blame it on somebody else that they took that away. Can I add a fourth fear? No, what? Ashton Kutcher miniseries. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. Horrible. He ruined I don't even know what it is. So he, I he's can't. an actor. He ruins everything. Everything he touches. <laughs> he touches. I, I don't know. I can't See, say I, d- I don't actor. know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, believe oh. I don't know. <laughs> right, um, I don't watch TV. So, uh, you know, if I do, I watch things like the History Channel or um, whatever. But I, I actually, I have to tell you, the pickers. I love the American picker pretty, guys. Pretty awesome. I just think that is the greatest show. I love it. <laughs> Well, um, one of the things you told me last night that was really interesting is that you said that you perceive other beings that are not from this world. And when you I perceive, don't perceive them. I meet them. You meet them. You hang out with them. First off, what are they like? <laughs> are they, are they, for, and I guess the, for the, the question um, is like, are they more attractive than we are? Also, that's my brain thinking. That's where I'm thinking. You know, I have an opportunity to talk to someone who's ta- contacting. You know, I would probably want to ask you about all the wisdoms they teach you. The first thing I want to know is like, are they hot? Are they good looking? You no. Know, um, I- <laughs> <laughs> my God, that's coming from a New Yorker. I know it. <laughs> yep, you can tell. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that is fabulous. That's that's where it's from. That's where my heart is. Um, but what do some of these beings say about humanity? What are they like? And where is their evolutionary trajectory comparison to humanity's? From what you're oh my gosh, to those are loaded questions. Okay. okay, one of one of the things is in that total acceptance, and the other thing is to be have conversations without moving my lips. You know what I mean? Yuck, yuck, yuck. But the, but it's a resonance. So the conversations. Do they ask me? Yes, they have asked me. Well, like they don't understand. They don't comprehend, which is deeper in understanding the idea of duality or war. And so they have all different sorts of technologies, far different than we do. You know, they don't have to do it on propulsion. I mean, come on, a rocket, really? You're kidding me. And so it's, and they can travel interdimensionally. But I'm talking about outside this universe. They are not duality-based, and they're wonderful, and they're fabulous. How do we meet them? And it's... I told you it's about resonance. Resonance, right. You, right, can't, right. you can't have all that fear. Okay. The fear is what holds us back. It's what lowers our resonance. You, you know what? I'm going to give you this example. Sure. This is how goofy we get. During World War II, they went into Borneo. And, you know, they had the, you know, jeeps coming from the air and their, you know, parachutes and all this. And, you know, and some of these, you know, beings, you know, called headhunters or aboriginals or whatever, they had never seen this before. So they go back in the 50s to see what happened. And guess what they were doing? They were worshiping because they fell out of the sky. And so does bird shit. They fell out of the sky. So they were worshiping them as gods. So what happens if a ship lands? Everybody is going to be down on their knees, you know, uh, praying to somebody who has better technology. Like, wake up. Stop being less. The human race in a race has been taught to be less. I teach people to be more. And it says that the avatar Jesus said. You shall do as I do and more. He didn't say less. He even says in the Bible, you are gods. He didn't say you were a god. Well, you know, and we really don't know what the, we know true. Duality is filled with true, but not the truth. Okay. And that's a big difference. 
Okay, and um, just want to ask you another question about these beings, these uh, extraterrestrials. Is there a particular reason why we have not had, um, let's say, a majority of the people on the planet have had regular contact with these beings? Why are we not in contact? Because I, I believe that I'm sure that there are portions of the planet. I'm, I see pictures. I see videos of UFOs on a regular basis. I'm completely convinced that we are not alone in this universe. But I'm also not a, I, not able to understand why. Most people don't believe that. Why most people aren't having regular contacts with these beings from other planets? Because they're afraid. And if they do allow it, then it's going to be belief system busting. Mm -hmm. It will, and no one on duality wants to be wrong. They would like to be right. Well, then. That's, that's the duality, right and wrong. The difference is, is it correct? And, and this can be simple, but we've got to do the trauma dramas. Oh, how I have suffered. Oh, I have suffered. Oh, my God, get over it. I can't and say we've that been either. And we've been taught to suffer. God, and we've it. been taught to sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, a, a priest, I'm not wrong. All the Catholics don't be start, you know, busting down hey, my door. I, I'm putting, former. I escaped. I <laughs> Well, I put it six. But anyway, <laughs> telling a six-year-old that you're – and this is the other thing. The brain isn't really fully developed until you're 25. And I tell this to my clients all the time. Please do not ask your 14-year-old what they would like to do the rest of their life. They don't even know what they'd like to do tomorrow. That is absurd. Mm -hmm. So I've worked with kids that were said we're learning disability, and they're on the dean's list. That is no joke. By getting them out of the belief systems where someone tried to label them. And duality is just full of labels. Cables and cables of tying you up in labels. Uh, well, and it's ridiculous. You know, so I thank you for the opportunity to be able to share some of this. Of being, and you don't have to, so be of it and not in it. Do I love teaching this? Absolutely. Do I love freeing people from it? Absolutely. Do I have the best friends? Absolutely. Do, so it's who you choose, and you asked, it's who you choose to participate with. Who are you willing to participate with? Are you willing to participate with a whole bunch of fear-based? doesn't matter if they're humans or not. Or are you willing to not be in fear and resonate and, uh, Sherry, to consciousness to... instead of a limited belief system? You're not limited. Sherry, when you've come in contact with these beings from other planets, first off, are, they, are there beings that exist on Mars, Neptune, other, be other, other planets in our solar system that we just can't see because we're too afraid? Is that what it is, that we're, we're too fearful to not be able to perceive them? Yes. Okay. okay, and I'll give you I'll give you in wordology is your biology. Okay. We operate on perceptions. Your audience, please write this down. A perception is the reception and deception of your conception. Isn't that a good one? That's awesome. So, isn't that awesome? So I teach people how to have perspectives. Perspectives stick to the facts. It is our emotional body that gets us screwed up because we are terrified 
to be wrong. And so that's a perception. And so when you are in a perspective, you are willing and open to see something that perhaps you were afraid to see because your belief system said, if you see that, you're going to get burned at the stake as a witch or some ridiculousness. Got it? Yes. So I don't have perceptions. I'm looking for the facts. I'm looking for the connection. But I have to be connected to myself first before I can be connected to anybody else. And I can't be connected in by perceptions that make me better than them or them better than me or whatever. Because that is based on a duality judgment that doesn't make sense. It's the stupid gene. <laughs> I'm not this, making fun. No, but hey, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I mean, if you look at America right now, there's this movie that came out in 2006 called Idiocracy, and it was a comedy film by Mike Judge. And when I watch it today, it's as almost as if it was a documentary based on what's happening in America right now because it's following it to the exact T. People, I, and, I don't know. I, I think that the people are really stupid. They don't think critically. I, I feel it. And I don't know. I I'm not the I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I I walk into walls and doors on a somewhat regular basis, more than I like to admit. But, <laughs> but is it fun? Uh, yes, I love it. My wife my wife gets a lot of laughs out of it. So yes, your 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 comic relief at home. And so, so you have to ask yourself if you look at it, dual, duality is nothing but walls. Oh. Well, then I then I I walk into a lot of dualities then. Yes, and you don't have um, to. When it comes to – you mentioned something that is interesting about these other extraterrestrial beings that are not from this world that kind of travel through other dimensions, interdimensional travel. How is that possible? How do you travel interdimensionally in a physical form? Because you have to look at – there's all types of physical forms. I remember when the physicist said – or the astrophysicist said, we discovered black holes – and a friend of mine who happens to be an astrophysicist, and I said, honey, you didn't discover it. They were already there. You just got the equipment. And he goes, touche. He said, that was funny. And then he said, well, this is our theory that at the event horizon, things only go down. I said, let me give you a clue. The, the black holes are actually toilets. And I said, and, and not only do they go down, they're going to come up. And he goes, Sherry, that's ridiculous. You have no proof that stuff come out of the black holes. I said, just you wait. And just of late, guess what they're saying? I go, well, toilet backed up. I told you things come out. Yep. What, what <laughs> is it? Is, is, even the Lincoln Tunnel goes both ways. Mm-hmm. It's pretty See, long. I <laughs> hello? So it's not that they we discovered them. It was already there. So we're just but when it. we... Yes, because now you can finally have something to see, and that's realized with realize. You can't see something if your face, I always say if it looks like it, smells like it, tastes like it, is it, and it looks like it, it's because your head's up your patootie. And that's what belief systems do. That is what I'm, you know, not don't wrong me or burn crosses on my lawn. That is what some of the religious programs do, and they're just the same version. It's the same version. So if they're fighting in Mesopotamia, is it any different than they're fighting in Iran and Iraq? It's the same. Is it any different when they were assassinating Julius Caesar than they assassinated John F. Kennedy? It's the same. The background changes, the clothes change, the calendar changes. 
But in duality, nothing changes. Oh, yes, the technology might get better. But how do we know that we didn't have technology? So how, how do they go to the, to the Dead Sea? And there's radiation. Oh, my God, could there have been a, an atomic war on this planet before? Well. <laughs> well, Jay, I've got, um, before we uh, conclude, I wanted to let everyone know. We can learn more about Sherry by going to her website at sherryonshara.com. And she has several books. And if you look at the books, they get tremendous um, reviews. She trains. She does one-on-one training. She trains mm-hmm. other people. She also does property clearing services. So if you have a demonic entity or ghost hanging on your property, she can help you get rid of that. And believe me, I would need that service on a regular basis because, again, if a book falls off and hits the floor, I freak out. I just assume there's a ghost, and I, I'm walking out of my house with sage all over the place. So it's great. You know get- what? Can I can yep. I share something really quick? Sure. The- what happens is is that there's some people that are so pissed off they won't let go. So I've cleared properties. Actually, I cleared two properties in Ohio six years ago so that they could become restaurants. They are so successful. It's unbelievable. They've already said, oh, my God, because what we do is we imprint. And we make sure that that property or that house or what, whatever. But anyway, this, this, has, this is another thing. So... One of my clients went into the hospital, and she was in the emergency room, and I talked to you, and the doctors, believe me, treat me like an equal. They better. And so he was asking me what – I said, well, I can't diagnose, but I'm going to tell you in third-dimensional duality terms what's going on with my client. And he said, what? I said, she's dehydrated and full of shit, and she doesn't require an operation. <laughs> So and, and that's the truth. That's what happened. So I worked with her, and the next day she pooed her heart out because she was holding on to shit, belief systems. Okay, so now we'll get down to the, the, the crux of it. So they are going to wheel her into this room at a hospital, local hospital. And I went in, looked, and I, I came back out, and I told the nurse, you cannot put her in this room. And she said, look, I said, I don't care what admitting. You're not putting her in this room. And the nurse said, why not? I said, because the man who died, who ain't got no body, whose body's on ice in the morgue or somewhere in this hospital, he was drugged out, and when he left, he was very disturbed, and now he's, and, and he's not going to attach to my client. And the nurse's eyes and the orderly, I thought they were going to faint. <laughs> and she said, how did you know that? Because I can see him walking around, and he's pissed to the nth degree, because where you leave is where you pick up. And he is pissed. And I said, and he's not attaching his pissiness to my client. And I said, I don't care if you Lysol or whatever. So after that, I went back into the room and had a conversation and said, look, you know, this is duality. You can come back. You know, that's what you're going to do anyway. So I just said to him, you know what, you've just got to move on. And this is another thing. For all the metaphysicians out there, please do not send them to the light. Send them to where they're comfortable. It's like sending a homeless person to Nordstrom's. It doesn't make any sense. So I am a belief system buster. And oh, my God, I love it. My clients love me. We have a good time. And as a medical intuitive, I love, and I'm also an intuitive business coach. You know, so these are just labels. But what I teach people is consciousness and their lives change. Is it going to happen in an instant? No. Is it going to happen in an hour? No, but it could. But what it does is it begins to give you tools that are applicable in a practical way to your life. Because the word practical in any language, any language, 
And I'll just say this. I had a lady from Romania in my class last month, and she was afraid to take it because she said, I speak Romanian. I said, well, I don't speak Romanian. So what? Because healing is not a language. It's a resonance. Do you know that halfway through the class, she got up and said in clear English with a cutest Romanian accent, she said, it's this, 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 and this. And the other people that were in the class, I go, what part of English are you not getting? Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> because the Romanian woman was willing, and the other ones were in their head trying to figure it out. Jeez. <laughs> so after we extricated their head from their assets that are not working, then they got it. We had a great time. That's awesome. That's awesome. And by the way, I'll throw this out. I have two movie scripts that way down the road, and one of them is about people, teaching people how to become conscious, and it's a series. So I'm going to throw that out if you don't mind. Sure. No, I think it's great because you know we have a lot of interesting people that listen to our show. Some of them are directors. Some of them are writers. It's, I have to say that I had the real uh, honor and pleasure of speaking with some of our listeners, and I'm, I'm always amazed at the types of people that listen to our show. One of them is a, was the co-creator of Quantum Leap. So, oh, you're kidding. I love that show. Me too. So it's you know what? Me. I love te pe teaching people how to quantum leap because I do it all the time. I do it all the time. And you know what? I can just say to you, I am so grateful and in gratitude and thankfulness that we are having this conversation. And I'm so grateful that you picked up the phone because <laughs> I had no idea what I was calling. We had no idea. I could have I been one of those telemarketers. I could have been like... <laughs> <laughs> and it just felt right and I, I follow directions really well I have to when you talk to all That's these good. different kinds of beans and so when it said call I go what the heck and my assistant's going Sherry what are you doing and I just started laughing I go I don't know I'm going to call well I'm glad you called uh, Miss Sherry Anshara I want to thank you for being with us today again Miss Anshara she is a conscious expert medical intuitive spiritual advisor and author Groundbreaking work. She does a lot of groundbreaking work with cellular memory. You can learn more about her by going to her website at sherryonshara.com. Read her books. Get a reading with her. Consult with her. Get out of duality. Miss Anshara, thank you so much for being with us today. Can I just throw one in more plug? Absolutely. If you Facebook me on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 p.m., um, except for a Thursday I'm out of town, I do Facebook Live, and it's called Planet on Shara, where there's no limitations. Is that fun? I think that is awesome. <laughs> Shara, yes, thank you so much for being with us. And I, I look forward to meeting you and you coming out to Scottsdale and visiting us. Would love to do it. 14 vortices. Okay. okay, thank you so much. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our amazing guest, Ms. Sherry Anshara. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Constance Dallas. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. So the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening. Hello, this is Ryan, host of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, here today to talk to you about three amazing individuals, and that is the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show Virtues. 
Carrie O'Connor, Lisa Kaza, and Constance Stellis, who've been with the show since the very beginning in 2014. I think if you sat down and talked with one or all three of them, they could probably give you some great insight into your life. First, let's talk about Miss Carrie O'Connor. Learn more about her by going to her website at carrieoconnor.com. Miss O'Connor is a psychic medium. She's able to facilitate communications with you and people who cross over. She's able to see ours, read energy fields. She's absolutely amazing. Then we have the Astro Phenom, Miss Constance Stellas. Learn more about her by going to her website at constancestellas.com. Miss Stellas is able to read your chart, find out where you are astrologically speaking, find out what's coming into your future for the next year. She's absolutely amazing what she does. Then we have Miss Lisa Casa, Psychic Empath. Learn more about her by going to her website at lisacasa.com. Lisa is going to give you the truth directly as it comes to her. She's incredibly intuitive. You're able to shine insight on your life, where you're going, maybe answer some burning questions you have. All three of these individuals are incredible metaphysical teachers. It's a great honor for me to know them. I love them all, and I think you will too. So I hope you get a chance to talk to one or more of them and hear them every week on the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. Want to be heard or seen in front of millions of people? Want to be an expert on TV or radio? Goldman McCormick PR is a New York City-based public relations agency that specializes in traditional and social media placement for law, finance, media, and corporate-based clients. Goldman McCormick PR also are specialists in website development, radio show creation, press conferences, media training, and so much more. Check out GoldmanMcCormick.com for more information. GoldmanMcCormick.com. 